Welcome to episode one of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So let's jump in on the movie front, talking about the Joker and the long-talked-about in-development Todd Phillips' Joker origin film is officially moving forward at WB, according to The Hollywood Reporter. It has essentially been greenlit, greenlit and will film in New York starting in September. So this is outside of the DCEU, the current universe that's been established by things like Justice League and Wonder Woman and separate from the Jared Leto Joker. And it's going to be under a new banner of DC films. And Joaquin Phoenix has officially finalized the contract to star as the Joker. It's been long talked about that he was in talks and it is official now. He is, he has signed on. Uh, Todd Phillips is going to direct. He, of course, from Road Trip, Old School, The Hangover Trilogy, War Dogs and more. He co-wrote the script with Scott Silver, who wrote Eight Mile and the Fighter. Uh, Emma tillinger Koskoff will produce, and Richard Beretta will executive produce. And there's no mention of Martin Scorsese. When there was initially, this film was mentioned, uh, reported on, Martin Scorsese's name was attached as a potential producer. That's no longer included, so I'm guessing that fell through, or they're uh, saving that for announcement for later, but I would guess he would fall through or they would include it in this. Uh, just thinking of this film as a film before we talk about, you know, how it fits in and whether it's smart to actually do it. What do you think of this, the idea of this Joker film? I, I actually like this idea a lot because I, first of all, Joaquin Phoenix is a, a fantastic choice for the Joker. I know people have had fan cast him before and, and talked about it, but he is, he is one of those actors where I, I really don't know if he's crazy in real life or if he's just a really good actor and is always acting all the time. Um, but I think he has that special ability and that special kind of um, personality that you really don't know what he's going to do. And he, he can play that that kind of scary, maybe calm below the surface, but or calm on the surface, but crazy below that um, kind of character. And I, I think he's a great choice for the, the Joker. Um, so that's really good. Um, having a separate Joker film outside of the DCU outside and having two versions of the Joker at the same time, I think I fall on the more positive side of this than probably uh, a good majority of people. I'm, I'm definitely okay with this. I, I'm not like super thrilled about it. I, it wouldn't be my first choice, but it's it's not like a showstopper for me. I'm not really upset that they're doing this. It makes sense. the The Joker is such an interesting and unique character that, and there's already so many different versions of the Joker that you can really have two characters called the Joker that are completely different characters just based on the story that they're in and the actor that is portraying them. Um, you know, the different versions of the Joker that we've seen they they don't really seem like each other at all. They're completely different. Um, so I'm okay with seeing those two versions. Is it confusing for general? audience members yes um but that's and that's the that's what they're going to have to balance is that confusion and then also you know trying not to cannibalize their sales um they're gonna have to be smart about when they release films with the different versions of joker in it uh, but yeah i guess overall i'm feeling pretty positive about it i i think the film could be really cool uh joaquin phoenix fantastic uh, double everything you said there i think you can make a great joker and bring something unique to the role i think Todd Phillips being involved, you know, I'm expecting this to be, he's mostly done comedies. He's done a lot of comedies I like, but he's moved into more of darker crime comedies and, and action films with things like War Dogs. So he's moved that way. And I think him and Scott Silver writing it is potentially pretty exciting. 
Um, so I think this could be a really cool film. There are there are things can be concerned about creatively. Uh, I know a lot of people are against the idea of even having a, an origin of the Joker, and we don't know how much if, if this is really going to show, you know, Joker as a kid and uh, how he grew up or, or what his family life was, and then show him rising to the whatever be the Con Prince of Crime in Gotham, if that's what's gonna, it's going to be. Uh, there's also the fact that we've already had a, a Joker film set in the 80s that showed his origin. That was called Batman back in 1989. So uh, there's questions with that. But I think this could be a really cool film. Uh, really dark, uh, but hopefully some dark humor that the Joker brings to it. And I think with Todd Phillips directing it, I think that'll definitely be there, which is pretty exciting. And yeah, the it's being described as an exploration of a man disregarded by society that is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. Uh, my, only, my one other concern is how much of the Joker is this going to be? So what I mean, is it going to actually be a Joker film where we see a lot of supporting characters? Is it going to be in Gotham and a lot of supporting characters? Or is it just going to be a crime drama that uses the Joker name to sort of boost up the box office and drum up interest as opposed to being a different film? Yeah, that's and that's a good point. And I, I could definitely see them going either way. Obviously, I, I hope that we get to see the broader, the seedy underbelly of Gotham and get to see the different kind of crime i don't know if you call them families but just the different crime groups and the world that this joker comes up in and you know he had to start somewhere and i like you said i hope we don't i mean i'm not super interested in his childhood and (laughs) seeing all of that and you know he he falls in a pit with clowns and they they scare him and so then he decides to become the joker or something um but i i hope that we get to see him as an up-and-coming criminal that maybe doesn't know like where he fits in and then just kind of well probably not even starting out as a criminal but just like they said getting disregarded by society and that kind of breaks him down and then maybe something snaps and he goes crazy and so hopefully that happens on that happens early on in the film and then we get to see just this joker playing in this this 80s world with a bunch of other characters from gotham yeah and phoenix talked with collider about you know how he's very picky with his roles and was excited talking about todd phillips and his ideas and how the movie kind of scares him in, in terms of how it what it is and everything and he actually had an idea similar why don't they take one of some of these big characters and do lower budget character pieces so i think that's all cool and hypothetically that's what this elseworlds banner is supposed to be about is which we know nothing about this is my assumption of yeah. what it's supposed to be is stories you can't tell in the the dceu continuity and also getting some talent who maybe doesn't want to sign on to a franchise who just wants to do one film and that's the benefit that's how you get someone like Joaquin Phoenix I would think that would be a better argument if there wasn't already an Oscar winner playing Joker in the existing universe I think that would be a better you know you could argue that better if that wasn't the case but yeah that's that's tough because there's Jared Leto's is Joker is definitely divisive and but I guess every Joker is kind of divisive um but so like you said there is somebody already who is very talented playing the joker um so it makes that harder but just as a general idea the lower budget films out of continuity i think that's a good idea because that's where you can experiment and do some things that you just can't do and especially like if you want to have an r-rated movie i know people always talk about like oh we need this huge is this 200 million dollar superhero movie going to be r-rated no of course not because r-rated films don't make as much money um they're bigger risks so this is the place where you can do some of that, those harder films and take on some bigger ideas, maybe. 
definitely definitely a lot of talent involved and this could be an awesome awesome film and i think the upside you know if everything goes right you're hoping for awards recognition and a good box office return for something that's going to be in the 55 million dollar range is what the reported budget is and the best thing i think for dc fans is with it being a separate lower budget elseworlds thing it means more the the only upside to the, the biggest upside to this anyway is that it could mean more films and this the hollywood reporter article says this this could release in late 2019 which would give us another DC film next year, which, you know, anything else filming big budget wise isn't going to make sense. So that's pretty cool. I'm still not a huge fan of having multiple versions of the same characters and different continuities at the same time. I think it, it does confuse the audience. I think, um, obviously if you're, if you're listening to a podcast like this, you get it. It's not that confusing most likely, but the average person who goes to the, the film would either say, well, which Joker am I supposed to, they'll pick one or they'll pick neither because they're confused. I think it, it's not necessarily good and dilutes the brand a little bit, but I think this could be a pretty cool film if all goes well. All right. So next up, we've got some Shazam and Black Adam news. So we got the first officially official look at Shazam uh, from Entertainment Weekly. Um, and we'll have pictures to that, but if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it already. Uh, or, I mean, we'll have links to that. We won't We'll have the picture. We'll we'll just describe the picture to you. It's them standing in front of, in front of the convenience store, drinking some cola. Um, very, very reminiscent of the new Fifty Two Shazam. Yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman and Billy Batson transformed into Shazam. There, just drinking their cola. I am disappointed it's not soda cola. Uh, it's a DC <laughs> Comics reference. I would have been like to see. But yeah, what do you think of the look of this? I mean, we've seen a, a few pictures now of Shazam drinking. Um, and this is probably, this one's, this one's pretty fun, especially because we've also got Freddie in there. Um, and like just looking at his face, it almost looks like he's trying really hard not to laugh. Maybe <laughs> just because of how ridiculous the situation is or somebody said something funny or, um, but yeah, just this short little picture has given, um, just gives you a glimpse that like, this is going to be a fun movie. This is going to have some ridiculous moments that you're not going to see in any other superhero films in this summer or the next couple years or whatever. Um, and then one other small detail, the snow and ice melt over to the side, just a nice rem- reminder that this is going to be around Christmas time in the winter. Um, and this will be, we'll probably see some oh, Christmas yeah. stuff. That's a good point. I hadn't even noticed that. That's pretty cool and exciting. I, th- I think Levi looks really great. This looks fun. This looks colorful. It is very much reminiscent of the, the new 52 scene by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. So spoilers, if you don't want to know, cause I'm sure they're just going to take right from that yeah uh jump ahead 30 seconds but in the in the comic they go and billy's this grown man so like oh let's go get some beer at the convenience store and <laughs> they're looking at it and they're like why which 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 are we supposed to get like which tastes good like doesn't it all taste bad why are we looking at beer and so shazam save, stops a robbery and the convenience store manager says you can have whatever you want and they just take a bunch of junk food and, and cola <laughs> so i think if they do something like that you can see how this is going to be a pretty fun scene and uh, something pretty cool. Elsewhere in Shazam news, Juman Hounju has been cast as the wizard. So we thought Ron Cephas Jones was going to be playing it, but apparently a scheduling conflict got in the way of that. According to Entertainment Weekly, Hounju is known for In America and Blood Diamond, which he won an Academy. He was Academy Award nominated for Best Supporting Actor in both of those movies. He's also been in Alias, which he was pretty cool in a few episodes of that. He was really good. Uh, he's in the Keanu Reeves Constantine as Papa Midnight, which, so this would actually make him his, make it his third DC role, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's going to be in Captain Marvel as Korath. 
So he's going to be in two Captain Marvel movies in back-to-back <laughs> months, I guess. Um, so yeah, we have an official wizard. Yeah, and it's I like this because he's he's a very good actor. He's very talented, and he's been in some some bigger stuff. Um, but I, I liked Ron Cephas Jones a lot because just because I've been watching This Is Us, and I thought he would make a great wizard. But this is not dissimilar casting, and also he's he's a good deal younger, and so if they wanted to do some, maybe some more intense action scenes with the wizard, I don't know how much, how much action and flying around he's going to be doing, but right. um, that, that makes it a little easier. Yeah, that's true. If he, if he, if we do see a little bit of action from the wizard, I, w- I don't know that I would expect a lot from that, but yeah, that's a good point. Although the, the wizard is supposed to look thousands and thousands right. of years old. So I'm <laughs> sure with makeup and everything, he will be, he'll be aged up quite a bit. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's also been promoting a movie and of course is asked a lot about Black Adam and he was asked specifically if he will cameo in Shazam and, and he told sci-fi that he will not but that he hopes to meet up in the future that the, the characters cross over in the future I personally still hope that there is some sort of cameo or post credit scene or something just a, just a few seconds uh, of Black Adam I think that would be a really cool to see in sort of a, a history lesson from the wizard or something like this you know the last person he granted the powers of Shazam. I think that would be really cool, but looks like that's not likely right now. Although I hope he's just saving it for a surprise. Yeah. And it, it I mean, it definitely is a possibility that they're going to do it. Um, but like you said right now, it doesn't seem like they are. Um, but hopefully we get proven wrong. Uh, but then he also did talk about Black Adam with Film Starts, um, which was in German originally, but it's been translated. Um, so he he's talking about filming Jumanji and Red Notice in 2019 first, and then possibly with Black Adam later in the year. So possibly we get Black Adam starting to film in 2019 as well. Yeah, later in the year. So this is still a bit of a ways off, but he is excited about how it's developing. Yeah, he said it's coming along great. The script is coming along great. I'm very happy with it. And I think it's a really interesting time right now with Warner Brothers and DC as they revamp and kind of re-strategize and reorganize internally and their vision. And, and I think it's an exciting time for these guys to be a part of that is exciting. So with Black Adam, you really want to take your time. And that's, that's kind of like the mantra that we've heard from a lot of different creators and actors stuff now that DC wants to take their time and do things right and um, kind of re- reshuffle, but make sure that they're not just putting out something out there just to get something out. And so that's reassuring. Yeah, Black Adam isn't my most anticipated movie. Just yeah. a really cool character, but uh, not high on my list of solo films I would like to see. But I think the cool thing is getting Dwayne Johnson into this universe. He's probably the biggest movie star out there right now, uh, both in terms of size and <laughs> in terms of box office draw. And so I think it, it's really smart to get him into the universe somehow. And that's why a cameo in Shazam or something like that would be cool if, if it makes sense naturally within the story, which it would in Shazam, uh, just to get people, you know, another thing for people to get excited about, about this universe and seeing a, a hint of Dwayne Johnson, I think would be pretty cool. Um, but it, you know, at this rate, we're probably at least a couple years away from seeing black Adam. And I think this isn't one of those films that will fall off with new leadership from Walter Hamada and, and everything because it was being developed at New Line before uh, Hamada was involved with Shazam. So I'm sure he and Toby Emmerich were involved when the the decision was made to make Shazam into Shazam and Black Adam separate films. So I don't, I don't think this one is necessarily likely to fall away, especially with Dwayne Johnson being such a star. Definitely. And he, he went on and said that the goal is the universe all collides. And so that's the great thing with DC and Black Adam. So without giving anything away, there might be maybe a cameo or two from other DC superheroes. We'll see. That's been the beauty of Black Adam as we've been developing we could make it a movie that just stood on its own as well. So 
from that i mean obviously not concrete that we're going to have cameos but like who would you want to see if there were cameos in a black adam film yeah it depends how black adam is set up if he is if he's going to be the hero of the story it's, it's interesting he's more of an anti-hero and traditionally he's been a villain but so how they would fit in but obviously shazam would make natural sense and dwayne johnson's talked about wanting to, to meet up with superman and wonder woman in the past i think those would be potential fits that could be fit, be could fit in i think that would be an exciting boost to a black adam film an exciting extra draw yeah i mean any of those would be great i obviously shazam and black adam you want to see them together and maybe that's what he was talking about earlier right all right and then aquaman news we got our first look at the royal palace of the fisherman king from entertainment weekly um i like just basically <laughs> jaw dropping i guess the first time i saw this picture it looks so beautiful obviously nothing you're seeing in this picture is real i think there's people under there like just as placeholders before they do the cgi and stuff and there's probably they probably have makeup and everything but it just it looks so so beautiful well yeah i'm sure this is all all green screen and motion capture characters for the most part and it just looks beautiful it's a really cool hint at what we're going to see in aquaman and i think the the lighting is great and it's colorful and you can see well but you can still tell you're underwater I think it, I mean, it looks fantastic. And this is just a hint of what we're going to see in this film. I can't wait for the trailer next week to see what's going on with it. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it looks, it just looks fantastic. Yeah. And there's, there's so many little small details, like in the background, it looks like the patterns that coral have in them and the scales on the arm and everything. And people don't have legs. They have flippers and tails like fish and everything. But yeah, it, it looks really, really good. Absolutely. And, you know, the only thing people have been able to compare it to is sort of space epic, Star Wars, Valerian and stuff like that visually from from what it looks like. So that underwater is a lot of it. And I'm excited to see more of this world. And this is apparently a scene where Orm is going to talk to one of the seven kingdoms, the head of the seven kingdoms. This is the fisherman king who is going to be played by Jaman Hanju, who we just talked about as being the wizard in Shazam. So uh, he is heavily makeup, if not cg enhanced so you can't even tell it's him uh and i think it's a weird thing that he's playing multiple characters in the same thing but patrick wilson who's playing orm also was the voice of the president in bbs right. so uh <laughs> that happens but yeah there's the the king the queen the princess and a royal guard and they have tails instead of legs which is probably helpful underwater and it's gonna be fascinating i wonder how many of these seven kingdoms we're gonna get to see and what those worlds will all look like yeah and so producer producer uh, peter saffron actually talked about that he said after the fall of atlantis some of the kingdoms evolved and some devolved this is the one that evolved this is a kingdom that's primarily artistic and cerebral with poets and philosophers and again that kind of like ideological battle between the different factions and just getting in immersed in this world of atlantis and all these you know it's not just one kind of people or creatures down there there's these different kingdoms and they have different ideas about how atlantis and how how the people underwater should deal with the land dwellers and everything so it's there's a, a lot of um opportunity for some interesting conflict between those different ideas yeah absolutely and just just from this quote it shows how much thought and detail went into each of the different kingdoms and i hope that comes out on screen and we get to see a little bit of that yeah moving on to birds of prey the film that will star margot robbie as harley quinn uh, she talked about it with flickering myth and, and reiterated that it's going to be R-rated and lower budget is the plan and that it will start filming in January of 2019. So pretty soon here. Yeah. 
Uh, she also said that it, she did call it birds of prey and she is producing it, although, it, and she isn't sure about the development of the other Harley Quinn films. She isn't involved with that. So yeah, it's continues to be called birds of prey. Although I don't know how much birds of prey wise it will be. The raps Umberto Gonzalez said that Batgirl is not in birds of prey. They didn't say, um, she, she said it was recently decided that there was no Batgirl and he said no Batgirl, but he didn't say no Barbara Gordon. So I wonder if that means we could be seeing Oracle or we could see an origin of Bat- of Barbara Gordon. I think that's interesting, but I think the fact that there's not going to be a Batgirl and that's going to focus heavily on Harley Quinn, it's obviously not going to be the Birds of Prey, the classic Birds of Prey team from the comic books. Uh, but they, it sounds like they are going to be using that name. Yeah, and she's done a, a couple different interviews you know one with yahoo movies one with fandom about the characters that are going to be it in it eventually um and so when she was talking to yahoo she talked about how there's going to be lots of characters for harley to interact with um and she really wants a, a diverse cast of people involved and then also talked about having a new costume which i'm, I'm glad to see uh I, harley should probably have a new costume in every movie that just makes sense right <laughs> makes right. sense for all the all the comic book movies to new action figures and things like that, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, when she was talking to fandom, she, she talked about the, they basically asked her what characters are going to be in it. And obviously she can't say that, but she said, um, that she definitely wants to see some of the unexplored DC female characters. And there's so many that excite her, but she said the ones that excite her the most don't have powers. Um, cause she was talking about how they're not just exciting because of their powers, but you know, their backstory and how they bring something different to the team. And she really folk, she's been talking a lot about, you know, how this is going to be a team of different, different people they're not all just the same which so um pretty cool yeah I'm, i wonder i'm sure there will be some characters with powers i would guess and you would think yeah poison poison ivy would jump to the to the top of the list of of characters people want to see harley interact with but yeah there if you're dealing with gotham characters a lot around there you're not dealing with cosmic threats or anything like that so i hope it is relatively grounded and that makes sense with it being a, a lower budget r-rated film and so it's just a, a team up of awesome female characters from dc which is pretty exciting for sure. Uh, one other thing that's pretty exciting for me on the movie front, Warner Archive has announced that they will be releasing Supergirl, the 1984 movie starring Helen Slater on Blu-ray for the very first time, July 21st, July 24th. Uh, it's going to include the 125-minute international cut, which was released in theaters internationally. There was a 105-minute U.S. theatrical cut. It was cut down to that length. I don't think that's ever been released even on DVD. It was on VHS, I believe. Uh, but they're not releasing that. So the international cut, 125 minutes, will be on Blu-ray. They have the 138-minute director's cut, which isn't really a director's cut, but it's a longer cut. That's going to be on DVD basically because they can't get it in high-definition quality yeah. because some of the pieces were like found in an attic, I think, <laughs> uh, if you look on the history of that. But I'm glad this is going to be on Blu-ray for the first time. It's pretty exciting. It'll have a director's commentary, uh, some featurettes, and a trailer. So this leaves Steel, the 1997 Shaq movie, is the only live-action DC <laughs> film not to be released on blu-ray so i hope warner archive has that next on their list yeah i mean at this point they might as well even though there's probably not a ton of people clamoring for it um but yeah (laughs) yeah one person uh but yeah this is it's exciting it's cool that they're they're going back and doing this um and you know now that they have this blu-ray version this high def version maybe that shows up on dc universe yeah i'm I'm sure it will (laughs) because the film's gonna be on dc universe so but if you like physical copies still there are some people who still do yep all right, uh, so we're done with the movie news. We'll move on to some TV news. Uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and Sarah Vickers have joined the cast of HBO's Watchmen pilot, according to Deadline. Um, so 
We don't have any details about the characters yet, just the two names. Um, obviously, Yaya is known for playing Black Mana in Aquaman, even though we haven't seen it yet, but at least that's what I know him for. Um, and then Vickers is known for The Endeavor and The Crown, the Netflix show about the Queen. But uh, this is this is really exciting. I I just like following Yaya on social media. He, he seems like a really fun, cool guy and who is excited about these different comic book opportunities and stuff. And so... Um, I'm glad that they brought him on. They're just bringing in some some good talent. Yeah, it continues to impress me the the cast that they've assembled for this Watchmen pilot. And these are two people who are getting added later, which means they're probably not some of the bigger roles, right? Uh, and still some some pretty talented actors. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah, we're ways from seeing Watchmen, but we'll get there. Speaking of DC movie actors being in DC TV shows, the the cast of FX's Why the Last Man pilot has been announced, and. This is based on the Why the Last Man comic, which is creator-owned, so it's not really a DC property, but it is published by Vertigo Comics, so we'll, we'll mention it here. Barry Keohan, who is in Dunkirk, will play the, the lead role of York Brown, that is the Y in Why the Last Man. Uh, well, kind of. It also deals with yeah. Y chromosomes, but he, you know, the last boy slash man on Earth, uh, that's what, who he will be playing, and his mother, Senator Jennifer Brown, will be played by Diane Lane, Martha Kent in the dc movies yeah that's some big talent to bring into this this show which i i feel like a lot of people probably don't even know is happening um but they'll know about it when when they come out with some teasers and show diane lane in it for sure yeah imogen poots lashana lynch juliana canfield and Marin ireland will also star and fx gave a description out why traverses a post-apocalyptic world in which a cataclysmic event has decimated every male mammal save for one lone human the New World Order of Women will explore gender, race, class, and survival. That is the description of Why the Last Man. Uh, so the the only character they still need to cast that they haven't rounded out yet is Ampersand, and so I'll be oh, yeah. I'll be waiting for to see which capuchin monkey they pick to do that. That's a good point. Uh, that's probably really tricky to find the right the right monkey, but that is an important. That is actually is a very important right. role <laughs> in is. Why the Last Man. Uh, so yeah, something to look forward to. Well, that is all we have for this week on the DC Trap. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.